Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Chris Rag, Nick Hare and Peter Cockill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing what is the lowest form of wit? Peter, yeah, when I think of the lowest form of wit, I think of you. So let, let's let's <laughs> let's let's start off with this. Um, tell us what what do you think is the well the re- lowest form? okay. So the reason for this was a recent family Zoom call. My sister organised a big Zoom call with all of her in laws and all of our side of the family. Um, and that, that uh, sounds like a bit of a nightmare, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, okay, but um, yeah. So made worse this nightmare made worse by a member of the family who should remain nameless, but they know they'll know who they are, and I don't think they listen to the podcast. It's fine, but they have a they they have an, an almost sort of unavoidable compulsion to constantly make puns about everything that people are saying, even God. when you're trying to have a relatively sort of serious conversation. They'll drop puns in all the time. Mm. Now, so uh, my, sounds my, totally so my, pun reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> so my my objection with puns, I don't have an objection per se with puns, but it's it's kind of they're they're not particularly clever puns. They're kind of the puns that you buy in a book and are just really old, cliched, pretty terrible puns. But it's obviously kind of built this habit up over many years, and it's. Uh, just, he just knows all these puns by rote and just drops them in the conversation. And he thinks I bet it's a male. He thinks it's hilarious. Well, I did say he, yeah, didn't I? I do. He understand thinks it, he, he thinks it's hilarious, uh, and everybody else just groans. But I, it got me thinking, like this, the the, the, the fact that are you puns, related to Nick? The, the, puns, the fact that puns can actually make you sort of physically groan. They're physically just they're just painful sometimes in, when when they're dropped in conversation. I wa- I started wondering when I wasn't listening to this family zoom because it was just it was horrible but um what is is there a hierarchy of wit where that you can sort of you can you can manifestly put things on a on a list of how good or bad a type of humor is uh, and as it got me so the, they got me thinking like people often say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit personally i don't think it is i think it's puns i think you're just being homophonic <laughs> <laughs> God. this is going to be a long half hour yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's have so look, there's our vote so we've got we've cut straight to the chase here so you know what's the lowest form of wit um, we've got a vote there from peter uh for puns who wants to pick this up chris well yeah I, so, so i think um you know wit is quite an quite an interesting thing because if you if you sort of think about what what constitutes wit or certainly our understanding of, of what wit means you know, originally it, it was more about sort of um, intellectual capacity and, and, you know, coming from old old sort of uh, Germanic, uh, old English, you know, the wit to know. And if you think of the, the phrase unwitting, you know, not not knowing. Um, and, and so I think there's a there's a dual there's a dual sort of meaning within wit, which is not just, you know, humorous, but also about uh, the extent to which it required intellect. So, so from that perspective, uh, if you look at something like sarcasm, you know, oh. sar- sarcasm, I, 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 I think there's actually a truth in that, that sarcasm is a, certainly a lower form of wit because all it requires you to do is negate your meaning. So it's mm. like a, it's a really simple... It's a uh, not joke sort of thing. It's, it, yeah, it's, a, it, it's, it's a really sort of, uh, it doesn't require, you know, a great 
cognitive leap to to um, turn out sarcasm. Uh, so I think from that point of view, sarcasm is is very formulaic, and so is a low form of wit. Punning, actually, unless uh, uh, as Peter was saying, you know, this this guy sounds like he's just got a stock set of puns, and he's just waiting for one of them to to pop up. But in general, punning spontaneously is quite quite difficult because you've got to match a whole load of uh, of, of things to, well together. yeah although although you say that right so the it's i think it's great to have a good pun bank and i'll tell you for why i was in uh, i was in uh, <clears throat> i was on facebook uh, i'm part of a facebook group called something like um pathetic things on sale in facebook and uh, it's all these really rubbishy things that people put up for sale and one of them was a was a pair of uh, silicone breast implants. Now, for about twenty years, I've been waiting. I was sitting there poised. So, I, my comment was a sale of two titties, and I got the most likes of any comment I've ever left on Facebook. So, I, you know, I was so glad. I thought at some point in my life, I'm going to be able to use this pun. And there it was. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's a high risk strategy, isn't it? You could it have is. died never having the opportunity. No, exactly. To, yeah, that's yeah. true. So you're appealing to a particular kind of audience there, I think. I mean, so I I, th- I think we're real, I think this is really hard because first of all, you know, well, Peter's Peter's ambition is to create some kind of hierarchy of of I, I guess well, I've got things to say about whether humour is the right way to think about this, but. Um, I don't. I can't find anything I'm satisfied by which purports to be a kind of taxonomy of types of humour. So there are things online which there are some commonalities. So they include things like irony, uh, character, you know, observational reference. So observational comedy. Michael McIntyre. He's my vote for the lowest form of humour. Uh, shock parody, hyperbole, deadpan. They're not very satisfying to me. They don't. They don't uh, carve what I consider to be humour very neatly at the joints, as it were. Mm. Um, but I was just thinking actually about what what Chris was saying about hard versus easy, and I think that is orthogonal to uh, funny versus unfunny. And I think we probably want to get onto like what things are funny. But um, I wonder if the so I would say that puns, and I love puns, uh, good ones, you know. Um, I, that, that that what they are is is hard but not funny they're definitely not funny you'd never laugh out loud at a pun easy and unfunny would be sarcasm and then i mm. think hard and funny i i this is we probably want to get onto this what's actually funny um but personally i i think there's a sort of incongruity essentially we can probably give some examples of that but the things that actually make you actually laugh which puns don't fair enough mm. things that actually the if you think of the funniest lines in films and those kinds of things there is something about incongruity as absurdity mm. um now that leaves this one uh this one uh, sort of missing uh, quadrant which is funny and easy and uh, there's nothing there and i think that's because there's no i i i don't think it's easy to be funny there is no such thing as an easy a, you know an e, a, the royal road to funniness and and um and perhaps we can touch on why that might be but i mean i just my first thought is um being so humor is there's something anti-inductive about it 
Um, so that's Scott Alexander's term for kind of systems where when you get an example of something, um, you can't really replicate it. And his example, one of the examples he used was kind of fascism. You know, the first time fascism rocks up, it looks like the Nazis. And so you then you're on the lookout for that again. And but the thing is that the next time it appears, it won't look like the Nazis. It'll sneak in, you know. And I think with humor, you know, if you found something funny, you you can't just go and keep doing that and for it to be funny it stops being funny as soon as you've discovered funny it. funny once never twice well, yeah. exactly yeah um, yeah. Chris, you were going to say something. Yeah, there. well, I, th- I think that's I think that's true. I think novelty is a great a great part in 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 humour, and there's a, there's an evolution. So I, th- I think the fact that humour is not funny, it, it may well have been quite easy to come up with loads of jokes. Uh, you know, at the point at which we were sort of wandering around the savannah and and there was no comedy. Mm. But now you can't you can't repeat it. You can't repeat a joke. And children do this all the time, right? You know, like young children. You know, they do something that makes all the adults laugh, like put the you know napkin over their head or something, and then and then they you know repeat it, Ad but nausea. it but it ceases to become become funny. And you know, and at some point you you realise that. But yeah, there's there's clearly an element of novelty and having to create novelty all the time is uh, um, is obviously is obviously taxing. Well, look, so I'm not sure where we are with this. I mean, le- how do we go at this? I mean, what are we attempting to do? Are we attempting a hierarchy? Are we trying to work out well, what like is this, funny? A few, a, few um, other, a few interesting facts about humour. Yeah. First of all, so first of all, according to an article in The Atlantic uh, referencing research I couldn't find, only um, something like 10 to 20 percent of remarks that people laugh at day to day you know people laugh a lot like tens of times a a day people people laugh at things but only about 10 to 20 percent of them are actually funny you know like so we laugh a lot more than we are presented with actually humorous things um there there is obviously a thought that uh, that humor is has some kind of evolutionary purpose so we, we don't really know might not be able to say how it works but it but it has an evolutionary purpose there's some evidence that animals uh crack jokes i've found one example coco the the gorilla who learned sign language you remember remember coco yeah later well apparently clown she um yes uh um she Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, it's because it's, it's spelled K O K. No, I'm trying too hard. I'm trying too hard. Here. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Uh, yeah. So apparently, she reportedly signed the word "chase" after tying her trainer's shoelaces together and made laughing noises <laughs> at his clumsiness. That's brilliant. So she sounds like an ass to me, but uh, anyway, so she 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 made uh, that's a that's a gorilla gag. I like that. Hilarious. I, 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 oh, yeah, apparently, I, I, rats I, I remember, like I remember, being tickled. I, I remember seeing, uh, going back to the, the primates, I remember an Attenborough or some other wildlife program, they were following some, some gorillas, I think they were, and the the young juvenile males would deliberately imitate the limp of the senior of the sort of most senior member cool. of the tribe to get a laugh from other members and then immediately stop when he looked because they'd be in big trouble. But they were they were deliberately, cra- they, were, you know, they, were, they were taking the piss out of the guy. That is excellent, yeah. Well, and then uh, apparently humor ability um, is correlated with intelligence and and predicts mating success. Uh, So there you are. Um, So it clearly has an evolutionary uh, role, but we're not quite sure why. And I think it's the the classic, uh, you know, uh, GSOH, isn't it? In um, in all Mm. uh, kind of, you know, dating dating uh, uh, profiles. 
you know, uh, and and I think I think there is something to that. And in fact, you know, there has uh, has, as Nick alluded to, you know, been a, a sort of body of research on the on the, you know, the function of uh, humorousness. And uh, and if you think about it, it makes sense. If it, if it is difficult to create humor, you know, it requires spontaneity of thought and creativity. Uh, you know, that may well correlate to, to mate quality, you know, and, and, yeah. and the ability to... intelligence, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's right, that's, that's right. right. The ability to, you know, if, if um, you know, if something uh, happens that you have to spontaneously react to, um, you know, humour might be a good a good tell of that, as, as well as, um, you know, I, I, I think there is a... Um, that humor plays plays a role because not not all people share a you know this notion of a sense of humor you know pe- people find different things funny and it may well be there's an element of um it being a good signal of social compatibility you know you can tell a lot about a person's personality by their sense of humor and so if you you know it's a, a rapid way of communicating what kind of person you are hmm. by the way talking about gsoh um, along the same similar lines to Nick sort of been saving this a pun for 20 years or so something I've wanted to I've, I've wanted to be single um, just so that I could put in an advert um, a Lonely Hearts advert um, A-S-O-H right because I thought I, I wanted to have T-S-O-H meaning terrible sense of humour right but then people might think oh it's terrific so you know but if I put A-S-O-H and people go what's A-S-O-H and so the Either they would work it out or when we're in the restaurant meeting, it means awful sense of humour. Right. But by putting that, you know, and sort of separating myself from the pack, one, but two, showing I've got an amazing sense of humour. Actually, you don't have to be single. You don't have to be single to try putting that on Tinder and seeing if you get any hits. Yeah. I'd predict you wouldn't. I don't think it sounds like the rip roaring route into (laughs) someone's bedroom that you think it that you seem to think it is but you know yeah the but empirical study is yet to be done but i think the problem would be with the audience with millennials but actually it's probably millennials who i'd want to sleep with i don't know but um anyway that's this <laughs> podcast has gone in an unusual direction <laughs> so look where are we what sorry i've kind of lost track what where are we, are we attempting well, I, yeah go on yeah no i, I was gonna say I, I i i think the problem here is when we're trying to attempt a hierarchy is what is the what is our up and down, right? Because I don't think it's fair to judge puns um, on, on you know, using the criterion of does it make you laugh out loud because of what we talked about. Because I think the role of a pun is to is to impress you, is to impress people and for people to go, oh, yeah, that's clever. Um, I don't think it's to uh, it's to make people, you know, wet themselves laughing. So so to me, it's a bit like sort of saying, I don't know, like saying that um an egg is a type of bread and then trying to judge it against other bread to, on how nicely it toasts or something it's like it's not it's not there to make so what are we what are we putting it's i mean what i suppose what i'm saying is puns don't even belong in the same bracket as kind of other kinds of jokes i don't think they're they're doing the same job yeah i think i think that to me highlights the difference between wit and and humor per se you know if you think about you know famous wits you know sort of Oscar Wilde and and Noel Coward and so on. You know what they, what they say is is witty, but you know you, you don't read it and necessarily you know it doesn't cause you to laugh. Uh, but there's something sort of humorous and wise about it. You know, but it's well, I've got a great not, example. 
Go on. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the great example? Let's hear the great example. Yeah. Well, so Jonathan Swift was at a party once, right? Mm. And a lady who was wearing a, a sort of big poofy gown walked past a table on which there was a violin, <clears throat> and the violin fell to the floor and was smashed. And he immediately, quick as a flash, came out with "Mantua vi miserai nimium vicina cremonae." You don't seem to all be laughing yourself senseless. <laughs> well, it's from Virgil's ninth eclogue, isn't it? Surely oh, yes, you recognise. So it's, it's yeah. alas, Mantua, too close a neighbour to wretched Cremona. Yeah, right. You know, you still don't get it. Still well, it's funny. obvious, isn't it? Ma- uh, uh, well, a, 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 a Mantua uh, it was uh, a type of dress. Um, no, sorry. Oh, hang on. Um, this is brilliant. This is comedy gold. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so Mantua, Mantua. If you have to Mant- explain it, Nick. Ma- you have to explain a Mantua it. is a kind of dress, and yeah. Cremona is well known as the home of Antonio Stradivari, right. uh, violin maker. <laughs> I d- so look. I mean, the thing is that that's you've got to admit that's a bit of a corker. It's you know, but you've got you. I suppose you have to be there. But anyway, it's a good example of uh, of. I don't think that was designed to be funny so much as he probably had that in his pun bank he probably put the violin there hoping that someone would knock it onto the floor so he could he could whop this one out but um no that is actually my all-time favorite example of an incredibly uh well-constructed complicated pun um look where are we but there's a lot of them well, well, wait on, a minute. i mean now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by this son of york hilarious pun by Shakespeare is it meant to be funny I don't know and I mean you know you go back uh, far enough and you've got Jesus saying um, you know thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church making a pun on mm. Petros mm. and uh, and you know Petra mm. so puns yeah okay no, so, I, so I think yeah I think you're right in that puns can be used in a in a, in a non-humorous context I, I suppose They've they've probably evolved to being to being funny, but uh, yeah, they do have a history of of not not necessarily being humorous, but being um, word you know in oratory, just being clever clever wordplay um, to make a point. But also, we got to sort of we got to recognise that we're seeing this through our own cultural lens, right? Because <clears throat> I mean, famously, you know, rightly or wrongly, in 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 the UK, we're meant to appreciate wit, right? Um, and that sort of fast, sort of moving, sort of quite linguistic, verbal kind of side of things, right? Um, whereas I think in Germany, they um, are a big fan of puns over there, okay? Um, and, but then for something I've noticed in Eastern European countries, for example, when I lived in Poland was uh, they like a bit of slapstick, you know? Mm. Um, well, so and, and uh, Norman Wisdom and, was famously extremely popular in, in Albania. Albania. Yeah. And I would say that in the US, they quite like their gags. I don't know if, you know. When, they, they, the wisecrack, I'd yeah, say, the is wise the crack. archetypal the US type yeah. of humour. You know, the kind of the kind of wise guy who, who's got one over on, on everyone else. There was this quite interesting uh, point made by Stephen Fry once about the difference between British and American humour. And I, I don't, I, <clears throat> I think it's good. It feels right to me. But he said, you know, that scene in Animal House where John Belushi is walking mm. past this guy who's playing, playing guitar. He's, he's like a really annoying weedy folk singer type guy playing yeah. the guitar and singing I Gave My Love a Cherry and um, and he just picks up the guitar and smashes it and walks on and uh, Stephen Fry said if that had been a British comedy the hero would have been the guy with the guitar um, but in the American comedy 
it's the John Belushi character. It's the kind of the outsider, you know, wise guy who's uh, who's getting one over on the kind of uh, sappy, you know, mainstream. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, look, there's there's a there's a couple of things I want to move on to 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 round things off because we're already twenty minutes in. Um, anything? Look, before I go on to the questions, anything you want to chip in with? Well, I wondered if we should share what we think the things are in eg films or something what are the things that we personally think are the funniest things well that's kind of what i want used that's what i want great that's kind of what i want to go on to one of them sort of similar to that um the first thing is look i don't know if we want to do this if it's going to start destroying relationships but i thought we could we could rank ourselves um in terms of who's funny or who's witty whichever way we want to put it do we want to do that or maybe how funny you are versus how funny you think you are. Yeah. So should we do that? Do you want to do that? Quick ranking? What, what are we What are we trying to rank on? What? Like, let, let, just make it really simple. How funny you are. How much you think you can make other people laugh intentionally. We up for that? I, well, the trouble is, I just think it's really contextual. Like, I feel like... It doesn't matter. The four of us say, when we get together, that we got different comedy roles. I mean, like, Fraser, you're the straight man. For example, no, I'm not. Now, now no, he's you, the fool. He's the fool. No, no I, think, I mean, I, I think I just think that's, I, and I, you know, so Eric Morecambe said, you know, used to, I mean, he he said, you know, it's, he, he couldn't work without someone like Ernie Wise. You've got to have the straight man. It 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 doesn't it doesn't work unless you have that kind of relationship. So I don't think you can pin the gags on any one of us. We can give it a go. I don't mind giving it a go. I, I honestly, I, I don't know if I can answer because I just think I like, know. Chris I and Peter are funny in different ways. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, don't think look at Peter's funny, hair. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about in what ways he's funny. <laughs> well, we, what scale are we using? Oh, uh, OK. I guess we could give ourselves and each other a scale of one to ten. Do we not do that? What? So this is this is frequency. Of producing no. laugh oh my out God, loud gags, you're, you're overcomplicating this. Is Just it frequency like, no. or is it quality? If someone comes out with one hilarious both. gag a day both. and someone else comes up with twenty mildly amusing comments, it's both. It's both. Okay, there you go, both. And so zero is not funny at all. Ten is fucking hilarious. Right. So okay. let's say I'm going to spend ten minutes with one of one oh of you God. guys, and and the question is how how no. how many times no. do I lose no. control of my bladder no no we've all known each other for years we can give it an instinctive kind of zero to ten on this right let's just do that and rate yourself as well yeah, right. so how yeah. funny do you think you are and like also say like a professional comedian who always makes everyone laugh always makes yeah, you laugh yeah they don't laugh. though if you've no, got no, professional no, 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 no. comedians in real life are often quite dour in real no, life they I'm, are i'm sorry but I, it's my job to pick your question apart if no, it doesn't you're being make difficult. sense you're being difficult you're not being you're not making me laugh, Fraser. <laughs> You've got just gone down on my list. I'm not making you laugh because I don't want you to laugh right now. That's why. Thanks for bearing with us, listeners. <laughs> really there. This is scintillating stuff. Yeah, really Edge is. of your seat. Stuff. I yeah. think you should keep the silence in, but cut the other stuff out. Yeah, the magic, <laughs> the magic of radio. It'll appear, yeah. you know, to have only taken By the way, 12 seconds. An, are we ready? Yeah, why not? So, uh, who wants to go first? Let's say, let's go for how funny we think we are first. So, I, I put myself on a four. I think I can crack a joke. Yeah. All right, I'm a six. I give myself a six. Chris, what did you give yourself? Uh, a three. Okay. <laughs> I, I gave myself an eight. <laughs> wow. Just, just a raging egomaniac sort of 
narcissist. Um, okay, so now, Peter, if you read out, you know, everyone else, what you gave them. Okay, in funny, in reverse funniness order then. So I yeah. reckon Chris is really difficult because he does crack some big ones when they are, but they're infrequent. So I give him a four. Right. Uh, Fraser, you're a five. And what? Nick you're, a, Nick, you're a six. Okay, that's that's and not you bad. Yourself, can... Did you give yourself a four? Yeah, I gave myself a four. Right. So I put I put myself on par with Chris in terms of overall funniness. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I I gave everybody threes. I just I I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I really I got find, into the spirit of it. Yeah, I find almost nothing actually actually funny. Just it's, very jaded, a very jaded. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Humorous, I find almost so nothing all funny. Got three from Chris. Okay. Um, right. I'm like I'm like um, Barrack Spinoza. The the only um, yeah. the only thing that makes me laugh is uh, is is watching spiders fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick. So I've gone. I've said much like Peter, because of the qu- the quality. Because Chris is quite selective about his gags, but they usually hit the mark. Is mm. I've given him seven. Mm. Then I give myself six. Mm. Uh, Peter five, and I'm afraid you're bottom of the heap with four. That, um, that in itself is a joke, I presume. I, I, but as I said to you, I do honestly that's, think you are a great scathing. person to play off. I think you're a brilliant straight man. No, I reject this. No, no, no. I'm not the straight well, look, man. This isn't the way Fraser saw a... this going when he gave no. himself a name. <laughs> but you, when he, no, he set this exactly. exercise. I've got this think. great idea. Just, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> Fraser, let's have your ratings then. It's just, this is just outrageous. I think we need to stop the podcast. <laughs> he's he's, he's purishly <laughs> scribbling, scribbling out now. <laughs> Nick minus seven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as you're actually quite ably demonstrating, Chris, Mm. I, I I did struggle because it's exactly as the other two said, and I agree, is that you don't often sort of you know crack a joke, but when you do, I think it's worth the wait. So I gave you a um, uh, a six. Um, I gave Peter a four, um, and and um, I gave Nick an eight, and I gave myself wow. an eight as well. Okay, wow. Um, but I think Nick, you're quite good at the rapier sort of wit type stuff. You're quite quick, and. And Peter, you don't often crack jokes, do you? I don't know. You're not. I don't know. I mean, I think you rank yourself. No, but Peter's got. A, see, I think Peter's got a comedy persona, which is not yeah. necessarily his it, to do with cracking jokes. I think it's more of his. You know, he he's, he plays he plays up to the stereotype of the kind of yeah. dour kind yeah. of Scott frustrated with with the world yeah. bit, how stupid no, it is. No, you're quite and, right. And, you're and quite I right. wouldn't. It's not. It doesn't manifest itself in gags. It's a, it's a piece of whole life performance art. Is yeah, what you're exactly. <laughs> But also, I'm quite worried by this because, as you, as as evidenced by this, I think I'm hilarious, right? Um, now that's one thing, but unfortunately, no one else does. So. Sorry, sorry for the reckoning, Fraser. But you yeah, yeah, this is see, seems like that TSOH wouldn't have been too <laughs> short. short yeah, it, 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 it was, it was, it was, it was just too true. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, look, I think we should move swiftly on from there and sweep that under the carpet a little bit. Something else I want to move on to. Um, what makes you laugh, or maybe something? Can you tell me something specific, perhaps in a film, that has made you laugh that you can pinpoint for us? Um, I think, Nick, you're ready with something. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a bit mainstream, really, among sort of things that uh, people find funny. But I think the film that makes me laugh the most and still actually makes me laugh out loud is The Life of Brian. 
Hmm. There's yeah. two scenes that I think could just stand out. One is where Brian is graffitiing. Um, yes. He's trying to graffiti Romans go home. And then the centurion comes up and starts basically his this interaction. Yeah, yeah. About where, you know, like a sort of Latin teacher telling a kid off for being bad at Latin. Yeah. And, and um, I, I just, uh, it's, it's perfect. I just, I just think it's perfect. And, uh, you know, the other one is um, the biggest dickus scene where, where the, <laughs> the, you know, the centurions, Brian is explaining that his dad was a centurion called Biggest Dickus and um, Pontius Pilate can't tell why that's funny because he's got a friend called Biggest Dickus and he yeah. can't see the humor and, and of course all the soldiers are, are desperately trying to hold in their laughter and the whole thing just reminds me of of uh, shared jokes at school which are or when I used to sing in the choir during the sermon people would 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 write things or draw things and I think there's something about that that combination of the kind of formal stuffy world of convention and then just having this subversion underneath which is really i i think i find that funny i i, um, I think there's also something in that in that scene the the biggest dickus uh scene where where it is a, a, a the um the taboo of laughing or or yeah. you know the pressure not to laugh builds the pressure all, all the more and that's the that's yeah. the school thing when you're being told off you know you know you're in trouble and you know someone does it, something it really that... is there's some of the most uncontrollable laughs is mm. is when you are told not to laugh yeah um, and, I, and i think also we're not a million mile, miles away there from satire as well um which again when you've got that sort of very authentic authoritarian not authoritarian is not quite the you know that sort of um establishment mm. um regime if we want to call it which famously we have in the uk then that just is going to breed satire yeah um peter struggling to think of an example but there's, there's so many but uh, um, another scene from the same movie nick uh i really like is when you have the people arguing in in the in the um in the auditorium about uh, they're, they're from the people's uh, people's oh, front yeah. for judea and mm. how there's this other group called the people's judean yeah. front and they're 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 they really don't like them but but the one for me different movie though uh this is spinal tap oh. when the guy's explaining how his amplifier has got it goes up to 11 <laughs> so it's therefore you know it's, it's so perfect. it's better but yeah. the, what's funny is that he doesn't understand mm. that that's just a late like a label you could just get a bigger amplifier yeah. or because the the, the the sort of the straight man of that but scene, it is. I, I think it's the seriousness with which he, it's the sincerity with which he believes that it, 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 you know, it really genuinely is better to go up to eleven. I, I feel like that sincerity is part of. I think it's the same phenomenon that I'm trying to. I'm trying to kind of badly explain. It's that sort of, you know, almost pinpricking through someone's sincerity. But I, I also think it's the um, it's the difference between. Uh, mocking and and laughter which again Spinoza talked about mm. is we, you know we're in the know so what we're what we're laughing at is the f is his ignorance effectively mm, yeah. um, and another reason I like that is is, is it sort of sparked a bit of a meme so you see like volume dials with 11 on them sometimes and it's sort of like just the designer indicating that they're in on the joke yeah the um, IMDB page for this is Spinal Tap is the only uh, page which go which has a rating out of 11 yeah, mm. and well, and BBC iPlayer, the volume slider goes up to eleven. Cool. So there's, does it? So you see it in different places where people look at, yeah, play pay homage Beautiful. to that particular yeah, scene. Yeah. Uh, Chris, who <laughs> self-admitted doesn't laugh at anything. 
I bet it, I bet his favourite scene is the is from the seventh seal or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the it's the moment where they choose uh, choose which colour to play uh, play chess against death. Um, yeah, no, um, it's um, uh, yeah, I, no. I was going to say something that 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 doesn't uh, make me laugh or, or almost sends me into a rage is um, Mrs. Brown's boys. Oh God, I'm um, so glad okay. you said that because I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, and 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 it's almost like anti anti wit. Um, you know, it's it's and and I just can't I can't get my head around it because there's some you know. Um, Comics like uh, Stuart Lee play very much on this notion of some of the humour going over people's head, mm. right? And that you, there's this distinction between people. But with Mrs. Brown's Boys, it sort of seems to go below my head. I, do, I, I don't quite... I, I cannot fathom it because it is so... <laughs> it is so... Dire. So well, I don't know. On one reading, it, Mrs. Brown's boy, Boys is just the inheritor of a long, you know, tradition yeah. well, of, well, you know, uh, the Commedia dell'arte and the no, exactly. And, and in fact, right, dame in, in, and all in, of that. In, in kind of preparation for this, I thought, well, look, I, 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 I went and did a bit of a binge on YouTube of, of Mrs. Brown's Boys and I kind of found myself revising my opinion of it over over time that there are these big elaborate set pieces. So it didn't make me laugh, but I did, I did come to appreciate it on, on a different level. But I think the thing, the thing that I think of the, um, the, the last thing I probably laughed out loud at uh, was, and that was about 10 years ago, um, was uh, the, the first sort of, I don't know, 20 or 30 pages of um, the Time Wasters Letters uh, oh, oh God! Yes. by Robin that Cooper, is, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, Rob, Robert Popper is the is the author, but um, he writes under his as, su- yeah. pseudonym Robin Cooper, I yeah. think. But I um, agree. I, that, that's that's a book you know sitting on the tube reading that yeah. uh, can't cannot not, uh, anything other than laugh out loud. Yeah, um, highly recommended. Well chosen. Um, just to finish off, I mean, look, I I like my highbrow stuff. You, you know that from me. You know, you can understand that. Um, but just to go against the course of what we're going here. And I, 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 I like a little bit of lowbrow stuff. Okay. And it's not, I don't like slapstick. No, that's not my thing. But I have to confess, and I know it's lowbrow, but I do like You've Been Framed. Okay. So just people for, you know, which is for, for, for non-UK. People falling lives. over. It's basically people falling over. Real, people in real life falling over. Okay, and yes, lots of them are not funny, but some of them, I, I, ju- I just do find utterly hilarious. And I think it's the, I, I think what it is I like is just someone totally normal, not doing anything, not trying to be funny, but some, you know, they fall, they trip over something, you know, or or like trying to sort of clear a blockage from a a, a a silage sort of distributor, and 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 it, and it you know, it yeah. blocks, and they I, get covered I, in. Um, in crap. I, and I think I think that's I, I I think you've hit on something there, Fraser, because for me, one of the things I find most difficult about comedy is the fact it's labelled as comedy right and and so it's a bit like someone saying I've got this really funny joke I'm going to tell you this really funny joke Mm. off we go you're guaranteed not to laugh at it and and comedy is almost that as a construct so I think just seeing random people you know get hit in the balls by a you know a, a flying golf ball or something is yeah. is really yeah uh, there's yeah. a great it gets uh, me every time a, a great subreddit called idiots fighting things which is you know someone <laughs> going up to a bin and kicking it and then they fall over it's really really good fun well worth yeah. well worth uh, subscribing and um and just to finish it off and although i do like the stuff that's unintentional uh back in the day what was dom jolly what was his thing um trigger happy tv trigger happy tv what i found is i've got a penchant for 
people dressed up as animals fighting each other. For some reason, if you get a so like you would see a, like so he would stage this at a bus stop. You'd have a, 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 a I don't know a dog just sitting there. Okay, and then a yeah. cat would come along and just you, see. Usually just... in slow motion. Yeah. With something, with something like, um, you know, Gordon Lightfoot's "If You Could Read My Mind" playing over the top. Yeah. Some very mournful yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah it's very Donnie Darko. Um, yeah. Quite yeah, a, yeah, uh, yeah. a niche genre. It is quite, and also, but and sometimes my two preferred uh, genres do overlap. So, which is real life stuff where it's not meant to be funny, but animals dressed up fighting each other. Sometimes, sometimes. At sporting events where you get two mascots mm. yeah, fighting I mean, each other, scrap, yeah. I love that. Is yeah. that's 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 the that's Br- the sweet that ticks spot all for me. the boxes. Br- bring back yeah. it's a knockout for Fraser, <laughs> please. Yes, let's get that out there. Okay, <laughs> let's let's finish off there. If you've got any thoughts or suggestions for topics, uh, please email us at podcast at aleffinsights.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you've enjoyed the podcast, what should people do, Nick? They should um, they should buy a bunch of flowers for the like button and then smash it. They should do that indeed. So don't forget to like and follow us on your chosen streaming service. Thank you as always for listening. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Peter Coghill, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.